Mom, can we talk? Hi everyone, welcome back to Mom, Can We Talk? We're here on the very last day of February and we've just passed Chinese New Year, so Happy New Year everyone! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Year of the Ox, yes. Yes. So today we'll be talking a little bit about tradition and how each of us, both of us individually and we as a family, relate to our traditions and the concept of tradition. So we've just passed, like I said, Chinese New Year, or in this case, a little bit more like a COVID New Year. It was a very odd time where some of our traditions we managed to do, some of them we had to alter a little bit. So I wanted to ask you, what was the thing you think that we managed to do that was most important for you? Oh, I think the New Year's Eve dinner, which is the most important. So we have, since our family is only three, we always have uh, Auntie Alice and her family over here. Mm. She, with her five kids, make it really merry. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> and now, right? Yes, and now. And then we always have our steamboat, which is Tuan Yuan, right? You, you want to have the family all together, gathered in a circle. Yuan yeah. is complete. Um, and also the tradition is to cook together, make jokes, you know, tell stories and check on each other and who's married, who's not known. But we didn't do that this time. But, but I yeah. did get a, a red packet with someone telling me to faster tan tan lian ai, which is <laughs> also tradition. Yes, yes, yes. That's usually the time where all the old aunties and uncles would check on the nephews and nieces and, 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 and yeah. And Make sure children. life is progressing in the right way. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. First, faster get married. Secondly, faster have children. Yeah. <laughs> As the story goes. But yeah, that, that dinner is extremely important for me. And then, of course, the, that we are on our own. It was really nice of you to, to bring the oranges to us. Oh, in the uh, evening. Yeah, past yeah. 11 o'clock. That's when actually the, the, the Chinese New Year starts. It's 11 o'clock from on the eve of Chinese New Year. Because oh, that's because when the year like ticks over. Yes, because yeah. it's on a, the Chinese clock has a two-hour space. So it's 11 to 1, 1 to 3, um, you know, and it starts from 11 o'clock right. at night. That's the new day. So it's really nice that you have oranges for us and also keeping to our tradition of, of kneeling yeah. not not as a slave but as a loving daughter I do that for my mom and then we offering you blessings with our red packets yeah yeah and actually this tradition as you go and just to warn you yeah <laughs> when you start working then it would be like we presenting you with red packets yeah. and you presenting us with red packets with course. your blessing yeah. and respect as well. So we're giving you your due respect and you, you're doing the same for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something that I'm actually quite looking forward to because it's always been... I think I've discussed it before and sometimes the friends that I discuss it with have a little bit of a reaction to when I say, okay, yeah, Chinese New Year, I come with the oranges after 11 and I kneel and present them to me. Mm. And when they hear kneel, they're like, oh, you what? Yes. And yes. it's very, I think because kneeling has a different significance in different cultures. Right. And often, even now, um, when you see like in movies, like someone is kneeling or they yeah. mention that, you know, I'm on my knees here. Like it has yes. such a, a meaning condescending, that is... Condescending, yeah. Exactly, condescending. Yeah. It puts you down somehow to Correct. kneel. Yes. And I think it's, it would be so easy for me to believe that yeah. and feel so bad to kneel, <laughs> you know. But it, you don't see me that way, no. and I don't see the action that way, no. and therefore it is not that way. Like we no. make that meaning ourselves. Yeah, I, I'm actually when you say kneeling, I'm just seeing myself right now, like at the care library where I, I work mm. or volunteer. I often uh, would kneel down to help somebody with their 
exercise uh, equipment. Right, right. Um, or putting the band around their knees or their feet. Oh, they use like the just, I have to go thing. down. Yeah. Because they cannot stand up. So right. I'm just wondering also like traditionally, for the old folks, you want you don't want them to stand up, mm. because it's difficult for them. So mm. therefore, the younger kids would like. Go down. down, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, in my own mind, when I was kneeling all these years, uh, mm. I kneel with love and and respect. So, to me, it's definitely not something to subservient myself or mm-hmm. in, in that manner. It's an entirely different feeling. Actually, it's such a it's such a powerful thing. I think to be able to kneel with love and respect because it means that I'm the one deciding how I'm kneeling. You know, I have the yes. agency to respect you in my kneeling yeah yeah exactly because i'm not being forced i'm not being you know it's no no, it's something that i do out of the love that i have there was an article recently in china about in the village that that people were kneeling to their um village heads and Mm. i think that's 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 nonsense because (laughs) you don't you don't kneel to why would you want to kneel to a village head and and that's taking out of context or Uh. somebody trying to use their power yeah also the the other things that i really enjoy is Usually on the first day of Chinese New Year, we will go to the temple first thing in the morning mm. to pay respect to Amma, who has passed away. Yeah. And now to Eddie, who, yeah, now would have cried. <laughs> You've been crying. <laughs> it, was, it was the first time that we saw him there as well. And I, yeah. I kind of, I remember I got there and I thought it was, it was just such a regular thing to me to go to the temple and yeah. pray to Amma. And I yeah. remember the first few times that was rough, but yeah. I, I fully forgot that he would be there Uncle too Eddie, Uncle Eddie there would too. be there too <laughs> and so I got there and I saw the picture and I was like ooh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was difficult but... there was a, yeah. a moment in the room anyway so this year we couldn't do it on the first day no but we did it before the Chinese New Year and also we managed to get the permit to go um, within the 15 days of Chinese New Year yeah. that was that was nice and you know like going to the temple is also another gathering mm. so you know the different families would come together and mm. and we would go together and the cousins could meet and so to to me the temple visits are also another opportunity for families to gather and mm. to catch up in these busy times <laughs> yeah i think it's that's one of the biggest things it's just there's so many coded places for people to meet to care about each other to ask if everyone's doing okay yeah but with the temple i think the thing that really strikes me about that is it's it's where you remember where you came from yeah you know like we're all here we all care about each other because we came from here you know we all came from the same yeah blood and that's very yeah it's especially important for me because i it was where I always felt like, yeah, me too. You know? <laughs> I don't look like you. <laughs> I don't sound like you. Yeah. But part of me thinks like you and part yeah. of me breathes like you. And I yeah. remember that. It is nice because that was never disputed among yeah. your family. But I, it's nice to be reminded. Yeah. You know? So when you say you, you have to clarify it's with your cousins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about my cousins. I'm talking about the children of your siblings. And then, of course, we would visit Auntie Alice because my mom used to live with her. So that mm. would be the first station. And also, she's closest to the temple. And that was for convenience. And then, in tradition, we would visit the eldest mm. uh, in the family. So like you know, the eldest brother, the second brother, now mm-hmm. Eddie's gone. So it's Eric's family. And then... Yeah, it comes down, right. and I'm the last one. So <laughs> then I will have the final gathering of everybody. Yes. So. And this year, I I was also very excited about the visit from uh, Nicholas and yes. his family. That was really nice. You know, like we spent time playing table tennis. 
Yeah, he really got into it. Challenging the old aunt, which was really <laughs> fun. <laughs> Fortunately, I could manage a stroke or two. Are you kidding? You yeah. like smacked him. <laughs> no, it was so much fun. And like little yeah. Cody was just like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, My yeah. dad. Yeah, and it was also so nice to see uh, Diana and Mason. Mm. Although Marco and uh, Edmund couldn't make it. But uh, it's very nice. And we spent full five hours talking, you know, and mm. Running through life and checking on each other again is really really nice. Yeah, and I mean, and for context, uh, Diana and Nicholas are both my cousins. Yes, and they have children. So they're they're their own children. Their own yeah. children, yeah. and I'm you know <laughs> young and unmarried. So my generation of the family is huge, and it's interesting because Chinese New Year is where I every year I'm reminded of like how big <laughs> the group <laughs> you catch is. Up with your cousins, yeah, yeah. it's really nice. So these are the things we do, mm-hmm. but I'm curious because I feel like we don't follow as many of the traditional, I don't want to say beliefs, but like yeah. the stories, no, we like keep the, the kitchen god on. thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, also, like we don't, those no. aren't as common in our Correct, yeah, yeah. So in in, well, yeah, even for my mom, she, she doesn't do it, but um, some families have a kitchen god and on the 24th day of the 12th moon, the, the kitchen god is supposed to go back to heaven to report to the Jade Emperor about uh, the activities of the family. Oh and we have like, like our Claus. own little snitch. <laughs> we have our yeah, own he's spy. Like Santa Claus will, 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 will report on how good or bad you've done or how kind or... <laughs> unkind you've been to the whole world and neighbors etc and yeah and they they would be served they is a he is one one and and uh, usually families would be serving the kitchen got the sticky cake which is really sweet so that he can he will only say sweet things about the family good things and also it's really sticky so that he can hardly open his mouth so not much will come out of his mouth except (laughs) no news is good news exactly exactly no, but we don't do that. But we do we do buy the nianka, which is really nice when you put the yam. Yeah. <laughs> but we do keep the lights on mm. on the New Year's Eve mm-hmm. until the next morning. Not all of them, but just the main... Enough. Yeah, the lounge, the, the yacht lights, uh, just to celebrate. Like in, you know, in tradition, it's, there's a belief that the monster nian, nian, yeah. nian will come and then... If you put the lights on, uh, firecrackers and the, you know... The colour red. Yeah, and yeah. the colour red, they, he will go away. But we don't follow that. Like like sweeping the floor, we we never sweep the floor straight out the door anyway. So yeah, so that's not a tradition we we follow. And neither do I believe in like when you sweep the floor out the main door, you are sweeping away your luck. And yeah, I think that came from a very smart emperor who who, who didn't want people to you know, dirty the streets, dirty the yeah. streets, which is actually what they do until night nineteen eighty. Six when I was there, right. they were still doing it. They just sweep straight out the door and leave it on the street, <laughs> and then the street gets really, really dirty. So I think this smart emperor just came up with this idea that oh, let's spread the word that it is really bad for feng shui. Right. If you if you do that, I think, and it's you know you're speaking to something that's been really important in our family here, hmm. because I feel like ever since as I was growing up, you've always taught me tradition and superstition with this yes. sense of you have to get at the purpose behind it. What is Correct. the point of this? Why is this tradition this way? Why is the superstition this way? And yeah. what is your relationship to the purpose of the thing? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, like cutting nails in the, in the middle of night and the devil will come there. Yeah, that's with, a, with a flickering candlelight, you don't want to do that. And no. Cut your, 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 your flesh, yeah. Especially before you had like a nail clipper, a yes. safe nail clipper, you know? <laughs> You'll be using big scissors. Yeah. Yes, yes correct. Yeah, I, I, I think you're, you know, it's so true that we need to differentiate superstition yeah. from tradition yeah. and, and culture because 
the values has to be understood. Yeah, but like, that's like Chinese New Year, we have uh, we always have fish. Yes, Nian Yu Yu. So the the fish uh, sounds the same as surplus, and mm. and you know like having you, a fish yes. will be like yeah. yeah, you will have surplus, but the fish has to be also specially cooked, like it has to be steamed fish mm-hmm. most of the time because. You know, from the south, you have very, very, really nice fresh fish, mm. and to also give respect to the fish, it has to be cooked nicely. Yeah, and so that the whole fish can be consumed uh, and not wasted, and not wasted at like all. Like you've I you've mean, taken this fish, and correct. you have to have enough respect to eat the whole thing. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So when you steam a fish, you also have to make sure. This this reminds me of the mother-in-law story that. Oh gosh, <laughs> that um yeah. You, in the old days, the first meal that a daughter-in-law cooks. For the family, the family yeah. has to have that steamed fish, and that steamed fish has to be steamed in such a way that the flesh of the fish would just uh, barely lift away from the bone. Right, so, so it has to be. It cannot stick to the bone because it's undercooked. Yeah, but if it if it comes clean off, it's, yeah, it's overcooked. overcooked. Correct. So it has to have this like slightly sticky. Yeah, <laughs> like and also the serving of the fish, you know, like the fish head has to go to the head of the household, which is the father. Mm. Uh, the the father-in-law mm-hmm. and then and then the stomach goes to the mother-in-law because mm. the stomach you know would be a really fresh fish mm. and then hopefully there's also roe in there all right yeah yeah so the you know all the children the children it comes from the mother's uh, womb so that well they, stomach has right to be served, the, yeah, yeah so it has to be served really really nicely and the cheek yes you know you have to choose the right fish with a with the nice cheek, cheek yeah. so that you can also also you can also buy the very fine fish which is the white pond foot i just i remember like so i always uh had trouble <laughs> cleaning a fish a whole fish yeah. so if you <laughs> if you ever like cleaned up a fish you know what i'm talking about when you actually have the fish in front of you and yeah. it's steamed and you're trying to pick the pieces off yeah. while leaving the whole sort of fish bone, the bone there nicely yes, yes, and yes. it has to look yeah. you know and so to elegantly clean a fish bone the fish yeah I, it's it's honestly yeah i know uh you know there's the the western thing of like you have to you know carve the turkey and it's like this whole yeah, big deal yeah, yeah. like i challenge you to clean a fish <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. i still can't quite do it right and i'm like worried you know yeah. to to debone a fish properly mm-hmm. you yeah. know in front of my potential mother in law whoever she is yeah like, and traditionally you also consume the fins which are very gently nicely cooked depending on the type of, of fish that you have so anyway okay y'all are uh listening audio so you can't see my face right now but my eyes are about the size of saucers because i am terrified at the prospect of eating fins <laughs> i don't like that idea so and there also you know like the mother-in-law daughter-in-law relationship is extremely extremely important mm. and many people are so fearful of this relationship i think it's yeah, the hands best up, relationship. Me. I'm, <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> I believe that that is the most important relationship that you have to cultivate and it's the most beautiful because why not, you know, woman to woman and usually a mother-daughter relationship is usually the best relationship you have. And I think when you We might be a little biased, but... Married, okay. (laughs) When you you married, why not? Because that would be also your mother, right? Mm. And that relationship is extremely important. But I think traditionally people um, create this terror because mothers-in-law are mm. concerned that this woman is going to take away my son 
mm. then you have a problem. Mm. And then the daughters-in-law are concerned that oh my gosh, my husband is going to listen to his mom all the time, and I will have I will no have agency or power in the house. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's a huge mistake because women, when um, cooperating together, mm. are real powerful too, mm. right? So yeah, and why not cultivate that relationship? Why not, indeed? Yes. And you know, like it, now, I'm thinking of the story where to illustrate that, a, yeah. a daughter-in-law was so frustrated with the mother-in-law, and, and you know, <laughs> like, like, and then she went to uh, the pharmacy one day, and she says, "Oh no, you really, really have to help me. My mother-in-law is scolding me every day, you know, and 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 giving me a hard time. Nothing is good enough for her, and she's really torturing her, me, and I really cannot go on living like this." And and then this cheeky pharmacist, pharmacist yeah. said. Oh, you do you want to poison her? And her eyes brightened up, and she said, "Yes, poison her? Uh, yeah, why not?" <laughs> <laughs> so the pharmacist said, "You know, let me tell you something. You cannot poison her because if you poison her, she dies. You will be responsible, mm. and then your relationship with your husband is gone. You'll be in jail, and and the you end have of to your be kids. smart about this. Correct. Yes." So let me give you small doses of poison that she doesn't even know. So take these, these you know, little herbs home, and all you need to do is make sure that she drinks them. But if you, if in your own way, she will never drink them. So all you need to do is, you know, get a black chicken, put in these other herbs, mm. and add this little bit of uh, touch of this little powder. Mm. Uh, She'll never taste it. No, once a week. And, uh, you know, continue doing that for a while, and, you know, she will suffer slowly and slowly and... It will look like an illness, right? Yeah, just and goodbye, and you'll have a great time. And so this lady was so excited. She went home and she did exactly what the pharmacist said. And then, so she said, "Oh, mother-in-law, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I, you're not looking too well." But the the pharmacist has told me that that this is really good for health. The soup and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think it's heaty, so that's why I need the PT. It's not how temper is not so good. But you know, I'm really sorry to get you more angry. I just learned it, and you know, so she she provided the soup. And help the mother-in-law to drink, and the mother-in-law, oh my goodness, what's happening? And she was a little bit suspicious at the beginning. Tasted the soup, and wow, Whoa. this is really yummy soup, and it's the real thing. You know, this is the real thing, which she knows all the taste, right? Yes. And then, then next week it happened again, and then she's like, oh my gosh, I have mistake. I, you know, I misunderstood my daughter-in-law. She's mm. actually a really good daughter-in-law, and I have to treat her nicely. So she now begins to treat the daughter-in-law. Really, really nice. Well, well yeah. the daughter-in-law was trying to pretend all these things. She was also treating the mother-in-law really much well. better, and then the relationship became so great, no? And they, they all had a good time. Now they're sharing things, they're discussing issues, and then, oh my oh, oh. goodness, she's been drinking all this poison. She went immediately to the pharmacist. And said, no, 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 no. You have to stop this. This you have to stop this. I made a huge mistake. My mother-in-law is actually a really great person. And we, we, you know, we have to find a way to stop this poison. Like, Are you sure it's going very, very far? You know, it's like, no, I need an antidote. No, 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 you have to stop this. Actually, what the pharmacist has done is actually provided really good herbs for the health of the <laughs> mother-in-law. So, so the mother-in-law is actually in great, great shape. So, you know, just to simplify that story, right? If you want to, if you want somebody to be nice to you, all you need to do is to be nice, be nice to the to other them. person, and and yeah. And think the best of the other party, mm. yeah. And this is a good mother-in-law story, but I think it is the same for everything and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, and it's really 
interesting because you mentioned the black chicken and that's also a suit i mean when i hear that i'm like oh the black chicken because you know i know like sometimes when i get like when i have a bad period afterwards and i'm like tired and you're like oh no we'll make a black chicken and you'll feel better you know so this is also something that i recognize from the and our yeah our food and our relationships have such a strong connection all the way down to like how it's and now i'm just thinking why is the kitchen god in the kitchen right especially if in the past you have a household where you have um servants yes in the kitchen the kitchen staff know everything yes if he's gonna pick up from anywhere it's the kitchen staff yes exactly so everything is about the relationships that you have with people in your family and in your house all the way down to whose house do you visit at chinese new year being the eldest making sure you can host yes it's to make sure that your role is still upheld. Yeah, and actually that, that, that goes again, the mother-in-law. Mm. So the power of the mother-in-law, why is she so important? Because mm. the mother is the person who runs the whole household. So like, mm. you know, confusion time and all that, talking about man's role. Actually, the man is in charge of everything external. Yeah. He's in charge of the, you know, the, the businesses and, and, and trading and all that. But anything that comes into the house, the mother holds the key to the safe. Mm. The mother holds the key to the kitchen uh, purchases and things like that. Mm. And therefore, like for her, for example, Chinese New Year, any, at any other time, yeah. the face of the family is actually with the mother. She has mm. to provide the right meals. She has to manage some hundreds, some five, some two uh, helpers yeah. or staff in, in the family. So her role is extremely important. Mm. She has to manage every relationship. The education of the children. Yes, yes, absolutely. From day one, yeah. right? And also when you have daughters-in-law, mm. how do you manage the first daughter-in-law down to the, you know, like in the, in the past, you can always have 12 kids <laughs> yeah. or more. Yeah. All the five wives of, the, yeah. of your husband, right? Yeah. So she has to have the power and she must know how to use this power and mm. this, this authority with full responsibility. Yeah. So if she is a responsible person, mm. she will be able to manage this household like any huge companies or right. the country. Right. right. Yeah. It's so a it's a family business. It is. Including the education which is most important. So mothers are well, sorry, I am No a please. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why the matron of mm. the household has to be respected in that manner. So yeah. that if you are a daughter in law coming in you also have to remember that one day mm-hmm. you are going to be the mother-in-law. But you better learn. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and you have to pick up the right stuff instead of criticizing the mother-in-law and, and giving her a tough time or, or you know, being a nuisance. Yeah. Instead of cooperating with your mother-in-law, what a wonderful world you will have, right? I think it's so interesting because also with the Women's Day coming up, right? Yes. <laughs> next, right. next month, yeah. 8th of March. Yes. 8th of March. It's the idea that it would be so remiss mm. to come into a household mm. and not really understand how it runs and and whose work makes it run. Exactly. Because it's not it's not this idea that okay, the mother in law, the dragon, you know, yeah. is like ah, this yeah. big scary character. Exactly. You have to watch out for her. She's working. She's yes, at work. Yes, she's yes. got managerial work. She's got you know, so, funny. so much. Something else just came to mind. Who else can tell you more about your husband than your mother in law? Seriously. There you go. <laughs> Who would you want to gang up with? Yes. If your husband yes. is not. Doing right. Like, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Because then again, we get to what is the purpose of the tradition. Yes. So even the traditional roles, yeah. the script has become okay, you know, the man works, earns the bread, da da da, makes the yeah. quote unquote big decisions, yes. right? And then the woman stays at home. Right. And like, if you write it that way, stays at home, then of course it's just like, like, huh? Yeah. Doing nothing. Yeah. 
when you think about what a household was at the time when you would dedicate someone to manage it that was a massive undertaking it's so unfortunate to look at the script without looking at the purpose and seeing how you have to respect both people for the work that they do and actually now that you mentioned um, Women's Day on the 8th Mm. uh, I think women today has to I made the music already so (laughs) hopefully (laughs) that, that we have to realize that Today we are earning our parts, you know, like we, financially. we are working financially. Yeah. We, we are as capable, if not more capable, or you know, really, that we are completely financially independent. Mm. And to ensure, on one hand, not to overdo it, because you know, like for me, providing for everything, and then, and the world still thinks that mm. I'm the traditional housewife, homemaker, housewife yeah. is the one who makes me sick. Yeah. And that everything comes from your dad, you know, which is so untrue. Right. But, but we also have to realize our duties, as from tradition, that the education, etc., of the kids mm. has to come from at least 50%, must be from mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. And we have to play a huge role in there, if not more than 50%. And also to be able to manage the whole household mm. with your partner, because I think many women forget to include many women especially me <laughs> to include the the partner from the beginning mm. that both parties must play a part and take mm. responsibility for the household for you know the management for you know even if you have staff at home yeah it has to be both parties but i think women and really i'm speaking from experience that this is not a good idea <laughs> to just to to just do it like and take it for granted and, yeah. yeah chunk off this correct that take it for granted that it's my job mm. it is actually now that i have some senses on my head not it should not be my total responsibility i think that's really deep understanding because if you go to okay take away the script what is the purpose what are we trying to yes. do as a household we're yes. trying to educate the next generation we're trying to maintain sustainability of the household we're yes. trying to etc right you break down all the tasks yes both parties are equally responsible for those tasks occurring correct however the role is split up who does which job mm-hmm. doesn't matter because if you have a partner yeah. and you guys decide okay we're going to do this together yes if it's my role to do this part of it, yeah. you have to do your part so I can do my part. Correct. And yes. we together have to decide who's going to do which part, yeah. consciously knowing it. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is the message that you send to your kids. Mm. So because you know the next generation will be watching you, know, you yeah. not in what you say, but what you do. Yeah. And, and actually everything starts at home. So if you want to have, you know, forget about women's sleep and all these other stuff. Because if you if you want to have women getting into the workforce, getting into the boardroom, etc., right. etc., et all those start from the very beginning, from the household. From the household, and I mean, and from my experience, I have no question at all that I could be in a boardroom or in a yeah. you know in a household anywhere. Yeah. Because to me, you know, you always presented them as equal, mm. and as equally needing of effort correct but i don't practice it which is a problem and that's my fear with you (laughs) that you will be practicing what i do instead of what we discuss Mm. so that's something that i i really like to stress to uh, women out there as well that Mm. do not take too many responsibilities because you need to look after your health you need Mm. to look after yourself you need to have a good partnership and also let the let your partner play the part and help them enjoy the part because yeah. most of the time they are not in my generation anyway or mm. even, even in your generation you have to watch it because 
um, because we were raised by you guys. Yes, yeah, right. Exactly. So I'm now telling you my mistake. That uh, quite often males are not brought up to enjoy these kind of chores. Although there are lots now, mm. but uh, we have to consciously do it. Yeah. Like my brothers, they right. they were taught from day one, you know, to cook, to wash, to to housekeep, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And they're real proud of it. Yes, and they're they really good, and really, really proud, proud, and they enjoy it, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You you need to have that from, you know, when they are kids. Mm. To ensure that they can enjoy these kind of chores because it's enjoyable and it's required mm. when they when they grow up uh, and and in their own family it will be required. Right, and well, you may as well properly. enjoy the things that you need to do. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's my motto. So you're you're very good at that. I'm still kind of learning how to enjoy the things that are necessary for me, yeah. um, but I'm putting work into learning. Yeah, which is a I remember a teach the boys, um, share it with the boys. I think. The idea of like being able to share everything, yes, you know, from being able to have physical contact to be emotional to know how to cook to yes. yeah. you know yeah. everything should be equal opportunity. Right. You and know? it doesn't matter where you come from, you know, whether no. you're anyway you were European, American, Australian, uh, Chinese, Indians. I think it it calls for sharing. Like I'm going all the way back again now, right? To that's why we gather every Chinese New Year. Yes, because we need to make sure that. Even if I'm somewhere else for the whole year, mm-hmm. there's one time a year I come back and I share. Damn it, you know, yes, like yes, yes. we're together. We have space for it. Yeah, exactly. And we and share also to learn that... from your other, you know, learn from all your cousins what they're doing and how they're progressing or not progressing, and mm. what are the reasons for it. Not criticizing, but to be a critic for yourself. Yeah, that you are learning from each each person. That like what I'm saying. Like I have all these ideologies and all that, and I. Don't practice them because I'm so used to the habit of chong. You know, like like yeah. you say that, that I go ahead and clear everything or do everything at from the beginning, which mm-hmm. is a huge mistake. But. Yeah, that relationship that you have with me, that we have with our extended family, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, it's something that comes from making sure traditions are passed down. And I, when I say that, I already know how it sounds. You know, <laughs> because when you say when you hear sometimes, oh, we have to make sure the tradition is passed down. Yeah. It sounds like that will come at the cost of allowing people to be who they are, or creativity, yes, yes. or whatever. I think it is the key thing with passing traditions down is it's supposed to give space for that. Yeah, it's supposed to say, okay, but here's how you can be who you are right. in a way that is actually good for everybody. You Correct. can be who you are without having to step on anybody else no, to no. do it. Yeah, and I especially enjoy when the like my nephews and nieces, you know, like from all my brothers or my yeah. sisters, you know, yeah. like when they come around and discuss issues with me I, I feel really honored well I'm the youngest of this family so uh-huh. you know like I'm closer I'm the closest to the nephews and nieces but you're I like the young aunt I'm the young aunt that. yeah, yeah. You know, enjoying the both generations but I feel that they also know and I, I'm the, always the kid that they play with and I'm mm. always the, the disciplinarian yeah. for everybody right and, it's true and I think that is I'm easy for people to communicate with because they mm. know what is black and what is white mm. and outside that let's have fun yeah yeah so when they come to me with uh, their issues or just a general discussion, I feel really, really honored and nice that I am able to share both the generations' uh, experiences. Right. <laughs> yeah, you have a very good vantage point 
to kind of see upwards and downwards in, in generation. Yeah, plus with, well, with all my travels and also my work with different nationalities and all, I think, yeah, I, I can be a good resource. <laughs> I think you are a fantastic resource. And I think the main thing is also that, and this is what we talked about earlier, even with superstition and how personal things have to be, is that everywhere that you travel and everywhere that you went, I always get the sense when you're telling me stories that you, yeah. actually, no, you've told me this in these words when someone teaches you something yeah. and you internalize it yes. it is no longer theirs it's yours you've correct. been taught it but it's your learning correct so you personalized everything mm-hmm. from what other people told you yeah. including the traditions that were passed down to you and then you you take their values and then you gauge it against your own values and then you learn something new and mm. yeah and then you come up with a new set of values not meaning that you throw away things but you you actually judge your own values mm. and then you see what else you can gain and add it to your own value and therefore you have a new set of values which I think is very important I mean I know for a fact that what you've just said that's why I care yeah. about these things you know mm-hmm. that's why it's equally as important for me yes. to have the oranges and Neil at Chinese New Year as yeah. it is for you and we both experience it differently yeah. you have a relationship to that mm-hmm. I have a relationship to that but I have a relationship to that it yeah. matters to me personally mm-hmm. because you taught it to me with what you understood of it. You yeah. showed me your relationship right. with it. So I was able to build my own. Yeah. And it wasn't just, oh, this is what we do. Exactly. And that's why I think it's very interesting and very important that you learn the proverbs that mm. I often throw at you. and Because <laughs> yeah, I, l- I love proverbs anyway, because I, I feel that four characters mm. can mean a world and it's so deep, you know. like I think the Chinese language is so rich and so simple and really, really deep mm. and these these proverbs that we have been discussing i mean yeah it's uh it's It's something that we do you know whenever we play backgammon and i remember at the beginning you would always be the one okay here we go (laughs) and now it's got to the point where halfway through i'll be the one it's fine i will still win and it's just exposure (laughs) 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 is the the story that kong ming is sitting in front of a town that is seemingly completely empty he has no more army he has lost everything and chow chow is bringing in a huge force attacking the city wall already and he's sitting on top of his the on top of the city wall, wall yeah at the yeah, gate playing, playing his, his tin and he's so calm he presents such a calm front that Tato is utterly convinced that actually there is a huge force ambush, within the city yeah. and it's just lying in ambush yeah. and Kong Ming is pretending that the city is empty yes. when in actual fact the city is completely empty <laughs> so all it was was this guy being able to play the tin not make a single mistake and maintain his calm and Cao Cao just turned around and laughed. Yeah, so those those proverbs, you know, like four characters. Yeah. Kong Teng Ji is actually even three. It's just a reference to a... Yeah, yeah. and you get the whole story and, and it's something to remember in your execution in life, right? Mm. Of anything. I think it's so important that when we talk about Kong Teng Ji, I think it's really funny that he was sitting up there with this instrument. But if I were a, a scholar of it, if I saw it as this big thing, oh, yeah. the tradition, I heavy, would not be able to yeah. find it funny. I would not be right. able to find it cute at all. And then why would I enjoy that? Yeah, it's just like teaching you from day one, right? Instead of teaching you the alphabets, I teach you how to sing. And we're oh, yeah. always singing and then we will sing. So uh, I also taught you A, R. 
eh. So you know you get the three pronunciation of that letter mm. instead of just one, and we use your name to to sing. And I think learning is is so interesting when you make it fun. Anyway, mm. life is about fun. Anyway, so if you if you just have fun with things, a relationship, you won't have yeah. so many issues. So I'm now I'm getting older. I'm I realize how much I have missed, and I'm having even more fun with everything, which is that's phenomenal to me because I think you of all people have not missed out on fun. Yeah. And now you're like, no, there was still more that I could have done. <laughs> so we're gonna do it. That is. Yeah, I have this this much of time. Like I always say, one yeah. second. Yeah. Or I may have you know a million seconds, but mm-hmm. yeah. But they're all gonna be fun. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I can. I love that we started this conversation with tradition and we've ended it with fun because often they're not put together. No, but tradition for is me, fun for me. Yes. They're so necessary. They have yes. to be next to each other. Yes. Because they allow for each other. Yes. Fun makes traditions worth doing, yes. and tradition gives the structure that fun can breed out of. Yeah, like my mom, I can remember, you know, like when <clears> I kneel down, she's like laughing, you know, she's so happy yeah. that I'm kneeling down. So and she's delighted. Like, oh no, 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 no! And then I, I'm, I'm kneeling down and running, hugging her with <laughs> crawling to do a hug, and she's like, oh no, no, no! <laughs> you can see the happiness and the fun and the teasing <laughs> in there, right? It's yeah. so wonderful. Yes. She really was a teaser. She would send me to go look for her glasses when they were on her face. <laughs> she cannot remember. Like me now, yeah. like, oh, come on, where, where yeah. are my keys? Or where, where's my phone, right? I'm hanging Sometimes. right here. <laughs> Sometimes she couldn't remember. Yes. Sometimes yeah, yeah, she, she did it on exactly, purpose. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I yeah, know she did it on purpose. I would really come normal. back and she would pull them out from underneath her pillow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's the youngest as well of uh, her family, so yes. On that note, thank you everyone for listening in and having fun with us today. Mm, I hope, yes. Uh, yeah. And And uh, we'll see you next month for another fun round of Mum Can We Talk. Thank you. Bye. Bye.